the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. It is so good to be with you today. This is Pastor John Allworth, and I am just feeling so thankful to God today uh, for this opportunity to be with you and to speak to you. I'm coming to you live from the KKHT studios. I've been coming here for about the past year on Mondays and Wednesdays, a little bit longer on Wednesdays or for Recovery Radio Houston. Uh, I'm going to have three more Monday afternoon sessions with the transformative power of Christ, and then we're going to merge the shows, and I'll just be on Wednesdays afternoons at 5.30 with with a new show, which is going to combine our recovery aspect and the and the Word of God and, and preaching, and it's, um, it's exciting, but I tell you, I want to do, I, I'm so grateful to God for what He's done in my life, and as we head into this into this holiday season and and into the Thanksgiving season in particular, we're going to talk about gratitude today. And, uh, you know, it's just such a, a life-changing event when we change our hearts from, you know, this, this world is so difficult and, and we can be struck down by, you know, all the challenges that we face and the fiery darts of the enemy that come at us and, and, and the difficulties with relationships and, we get hung up on politics. We just listen to Jay Sekulow. They do such a good job in, in, um, of bringing events to us that affect us, certainly from our faith perspective as well as politically. But I don't care if you're, if you're on the right or the left, wherever you may be. We, we can't let those kinds of things affect our, our walk with God and our basic gratitude to him for everything that he's done in our lives, from bring, bring, breathing life into our lungs to protecting us and to shepherding us and to guiding us and encouraging us. And there's such a difference between, because I've had seasons in my life where I was bitter or I was upset or I was sad or I was anxious or I was depressed, and there's such a difference when we take those thoughts into captivity and, and, and we focus on how good God is. And how he'll never give us anything more than what we can handle. Let's go into prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for your amazing power and work in our lives. Thank you for your goodness and for your blessings over us. Thank you that your word teaches us the power of gratitude. Thank you for being just a wonderful, wonderful, magnificent, extraordinary God. Thank you that you're able to bring hope through even the toughest of times, strengthening us for the purposes that you have for us in life. Thank you that you're always with us, will never leave us, will never forsake us. Forgive us when we don't thank you enough for who you are, 
for everything that you do, for all that you've given. Help us to set our eyes and our hearts on you afresh. Give us, change the heart of stone into a heart of flesh, a heart of love. Renew our spirits. Fill us with your peace and your joy. We love you and we need you in our lives. This day, this hour, this minute, and every day, every hour, and every minute. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thanks for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, I am just so grateful. I I lived much of my life as a believer, kind of, uh, you know, somebody that went to church occasionally, maybe some years, just Christmas and Easter. Um, I, I lived life where I might pray to the Lord when I was in trouble, 911 type prayers, dear Lord, get me out of this and I'll never do this again. And of course, then I I would. Um, and, you know, a decade, about a decade ago, I, I, I changed my perspective on life completely. I gave my heart to the Lord. I surrendered everything to Jesus Christ. And life's not perfect now, but everything is, is so different. And, you know, my heart and our ministry at New Covenant Church Greater Heights is to take this microphone or the microphone we have at church or the work we do in our ministry across the city and really across the state and just broadcast to people that they don't have to live the way they are, that there's a better way to live, that Jesus loves them more than they could possibly understand and and that life can really change. And uh, th- th- that's where our heart is, and, and we're developing ministries and prison ministry and addiction ministries, and, and we just want to send out a message of hope. And that's what Recovery Radio Houston, which actually I guess is, is almost two years old, we've changed time slots, but we've been in the, in the Wednesday afternoon time slot for about a, a year, I guess. Uh, that's what that's all about. And, you know, people are, are, you know, the Bible is a book about recovery. Sometimes people tune out when I say the word because they think, oh, I'm not addicted, I'm, I'm not an addict, but you know, you know somebody that is, and you may not be recovering from alcoholism, but you may be recovering from depression or anxiety or, or you know, one of the fiery darts we talked about earlier because the enemy's throwing them uh, as fast as he can right now. Or you may be gone through a relationship breakup that really broke your heart. People disappoint us or, or maybe things haven't gone at work or maybe you lost your job or maybe you lost people through this COVID pan- pandemic or other, other things, you know, um, so we're all recovering from something, and it's only through Christ that we have the strength to deal with things. You know, I am just so honored and privileged to be able to come to you guys, and I'll be, I'll keep doing it. I'll never drop that. Win- well, I say never. Uh, for the foreseeable future, I, I, I'll be on on Wednesdays um, because I have a heart to reach out to the lost. Jesus, Luke nineteen ten, uh, the Word says, the Bible tells us that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And as Christians, of course, we want to deep in our walk. We want to have a secret place that's just between us and, and Jesus, and, and we want to have a deeper and deeper walk and a better and better understanding and seek him with all our hearts. We want that. We want that for our personal relationship, you know, well beyond salvation. We want that. But as Christians, we have an obligation and a duty to reach out to those people, just like Jesus. We're supposed to imitate Christ, right? And and how can we do that unless unless we're reaching out to the hurt? to the homeless, to the, the helpless, to the people that, that don't have Jesus in their life, that are being, you know, run around by the devil, <laughs> that are that are besieged by, under bondage, in chains. 
So it's such a privilege, and one of the things I always start in my ministry is Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. That's what God wants to give us, beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning and the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planning of the Lord for the display of his splendor, all glory to God. Everything good in my life, God gave me. He is such such a wonderful, good God. And so, we we want to deepen our walk with God, and, and a spirit of gratitude will help you to do that. It really will. If you're grateful to him, if you praise him, if you give him thanks every day for everything that's good in your life, it changes your perspective. It really does. It allows you to, to have the joy. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Well, if you've got a spirit of criticism, a spirit of anger, a spirit of despair, it's, it's hard to, to have that joy. It's hard to have that abundant life. Just a change in your perspective and surrender everything to God and have the countenance that he wants. You know, he doesn't want us to go around moping. How, how is that going to be the light of Christ that's going to attract anybody into the kingdom? He wants us to show his love for us through through us to other people so that they say, oh my, I want what that guy has, what that lady has. Look what they just walked through, all these terrible things, and yet they're still praising the Lord Almighty. How powerful is that? You know, people look at not just what you say, but how you act. And ultimately, as Christians, getting back to my point, it's, it's our job to bring people into the kingdom of God. Many people believe the time is very short. He's coming back, but we never know when our time's very short or when someone else's time is very short. And God wants no man to perish, but all to come to repentance and, and spend eternity with him. You know, so John three sixteen, God is so good for God. God so loved the world. He sent his only begotten son so that no one would perish, but so whoever believed in him would have eternal life. And that's how good our God is. And so how grateful that Jesus came to God came down, assumed the form of Jesus, put on the clothes of a human being, and humbled himself to the point of death, even on a cross, and pinned all of our sins. Every person who's listening to my voice pinned your sins on that cross, and all you have to do is believe and do your and to follow him. That's when your life changes, when you follow him. All you have to do to, to assure your salvation is Say that he confessed that you believe that he's the son of God, that he came, that he died for your sins, and that he was rose eternally on the third day. But there's so much more beyond that, just salvation. There's so much more. Psalm 136.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. You know that God loves you more than you can possibly imagine? I'm reminded I was having a discussion with some old friends this weekend, and it was really a, a very productive discussion because we talked about a lot about how life used to be, 
and all the mistakes we made and, and how good God was to call us out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. It was a really healthy discussion. And one of the things that came up was the, a book by a pastor named John Burke called Imagine Heaven. And in that, Pastor Burke goes through a near-death experiences, and he talks about how there are three common threads to those experiences, and that is, one, that people see the, the light that we hear about, and number two, that they feel a love beyond anything that we've ever experienced and on this earth, and number three, they don't want to come back. They're disappointed when they get returned to this earth. So we, the worst thing that we think can happen to us is die, to die. But Paul says, the Apostle Paul says, to die is to gain. And he was actually taken up to heaven. He saw indescribable things, things that he couldn't say, couldn't describe in the English language. So we've got to be so grateful that God sent his only begotten son so that we wouldn't perish. All we have to do is believe in him. What a marvelous gift, undeserved. None of us deserve it. But God doesn't care. He just wants us to, to believe in him, to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And that's when life begins to change, when we begin to ad- adopt this attitude of gratitude. If we go to the New Testament, First Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Try that. Try it for a week. Just start giving him thanks. Even when things go bad, thank him for putting you through a test that may help somebody else. Start thanking him when you get up in the morning. Thank him when you go to bed at night. Give him thanks in everything you do. Look for the good in things. You know, God tests us. We're going to get into that in a minute. But there's a reason for the things that we go through. And in Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know, we're going into the Thanksgiving season, and it's just time that we realize all the good things that happened to us. Of course, we go through trials and tribulations. We go through losses in this world, and I don't I don't mean to be insensitive. A lot of people have passed away in this pandemic. A lot of people pass away in the pandemic of addiction. You know, ultimately our bodies wear out, or, or we can have tragic accidents, and that's a very difficult times. And and we grieve in our flesh, and that's natural. But you know who can strengthen you through it? You know who's always there with you through it? It's God. He's there with you. And we need to be thankful for that. In fact, in First Thessalonians 4.13, Paul wrote, Brothers and sisters, we do, no want, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. One day, if you believe in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you're going to have a wonderful reunion for all of those who accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And you're going to look back and you're going to understand why certain things happened to you and why God put you through certain things. You know, we've got to, we've got to have an attitude of gratitude. It's changed my life. I can promise you that. I still have challenges. I've gone through a, a recent personal challenge. It was it's pretty difficult. It's kind of ongoing, although I think it's rounded the corner towards a solution. Um, but I'm just so blessed. I know God's walking with me through it. It's the old story about the two footprints, and then there's one. It's because Jesus is carrying us. 
you know so how we think how we feel our attitude towards life it affects everything about us and so second corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 paul wrote we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ you know you, there's always two voices out there there's the voice of the enemy who's just doing everything. Look around the world. He's doing everything he can right now because he knows the time is short. He knows what the outcome is, but he's trying everything he can. You know, that's why he left heaven to begin with. He, he thought he could be God, and he can't. And so there's a voice. His voice is out there, and we get there's a cacophony of voices from him. We hear it on our TVs and our radios. We hear it in our the, uh, the disharmony in our political discussion right now, how angry it is. I've got a friend who sends me all these things on Facebook and all these posts. You know, half of them, by the way, are, I think, from planted by foreign governments, whether you're right or left, and they're just trying to get us, they're trying to attack our democracy. And I, I, I think this friend, and he's a, he's a brother in Christ, and I pray for him all the time. I, I think he believes every single one of them. Some, some may be true, but a lot of them aren't. I can tell you that. And he gets so upset by them. You know, that's not our place. Even whether you're right or you're left, you didn't like the first, the last one, or you don't like the one this time. Romans thirteen one says, "Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established." You may not understand it because you believe politically opposite, but there may there's a reason for it. God's a billion steps ahead of us. He's thinking everything out. There's a reason for why He does things. We just need to have faith in Him. Know that he's got us in the palm of his hand and be grateful to him that you'll change your life. It's we're heading into the Thanksgiving season. Be grateful for all the things you do. You know, I'm sitting here in a in a studio in a beautiful city, in a wonderful state, in a wonderful country, that I'm free to worship my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm free to go out and, and establish whatever relationships I have. I'm free to go out and be a Christ ambassador on earth, God's co-worker, as we read in the Bible. I'm free to have friendships. I'm free to have started a church. Um, I'm, I'm free to, to, to have my, my beautiful wife and, and who's my best friend. And, and uh, w- since we turned our lives completely over to God, our relationship is more intimate than I could have ever imagined. I'm free to, to try to help people. What a wonderful thing we have. And I can look at, I could tell you 10 things bad, but I choose not to focus on those. I mean, Paul writes, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You can't figure out what that will is if you're going around with a spirit of of, of anger, a spirit of of criticism. You know, the, you know we all know people that, everything there's you know something always wrong with it uh, there's people we all have people either in our families or our coworkers or our, our circle of friends that they're always looking at the what's wrong it's not to say that we can't always do things better i certainly can but but <laughs> surround yourself in in your own mindset be thankful to god and be around people that are positive that build you up that are godly that want better things for other people that want to help other people that want to do what jesus said you know pray for your enemies turn the other cheek don't get all hung up on these things 
Go out and help people. Be the good Samaritan. You know, the Bible really does have a lot of really good tips for how we should live this life. It tells us how to live a grateful life. And look at Hannah, how thankful she was. Look at Mary, who was trying to navigate a world that was completely different than ours, where an un- somebody that was that was pregnant that wasn't married, and yet she's thanking God when she goes to see Elizabeth. I mean, the Bible is so inspiring. If we read it and we understand what God is trying to tell us, it is such a wonderful thing. You know, Thanksgiving is American in origin. You know, it has to do with the the pilgrims coming over and being thankful. And, of course, they came over for religious reasons. God guided them here. And even in Canada now, in 1957, the, the government said, a day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed. Oh, my goodness, if our country would turn back to those kinds of thoughts about how good God is, and we got God back in the schools, and we got God back into the discourse of our of everything, and not in a judgmental, uh, angry way, but a loving way. You know, Abraham Lincoln in 1963 proclaimed a national day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens to be celebrated on the last Thursday in November. That's how we got thanksgiving. I think a whole lot of our the people in our country have forgotten about that. I think they've forgotten who we should be thankful for. Now, if you're going through trials, you're going through tribulations, turn them around. In James chapter 1, we read, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Or the NIV version, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. James one twelve. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. I ask you today, how much do you love the Lord Almighty? How many good things has he done in your lives? We need to do what Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise, Give thanks to him and praise his name. God is so good. Did you know that when you worship the Lord, when you give him praise, when you sing out loud at church and you praise him, and and even when when you read his word, when you go into your closet or or you're in your car right now and you begin praying and praising him and listening to KSBJ or listening to 100.4. By the way, there are so many good teachers on here, better than me, that come on after me and that are just preaching the word of God. When we do that, that it changes our brain. It actually enhances the neural functioning of the brain. Spiritual activities enhance the structure, the permanent physical structure of the brain greater than any other activity we can do. It's, it's a science called neurogenesis and it actually changes our brain. Joy really does come in the morning. We get new neurons every morning. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3.23. So I want to invite you to join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We are a loving, encouraging church. We're a new church. We're a church plant. And uh, we started a difficult time. We started in the middle of a pandemic. It's kind of hard to get people to come to a new environment. But what we did is we started on Sunday evenings, Sunday nights in the Heights.
because we wanted to give people, you don't have to, if you already belong to a church, we're not going to try to take you away from that church, but maybe you want to spend more time with the Lord in the evening. Um, you know, there used to be more Sunday night services. We welcome you, 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street in the heart of the Heights. You know, that's central. To, I don't care where you, you don't have to live in the Heights to go there. We have people, we have one guy that comes, one one brother who I love very much. I know he's listening right now. Joel, how are you, brother? He comes from Livingston. We have people that come from all over the city, um, but we are in the Heights. We are centrally located, 240 West 18th Street, 6 p.m. Please come join us. We're a small congregation right now. We're a church plant, but you know what? We all know each other. And we all have a common purpose, and that is to celebrate how good God is, to give thanksgiving to him, and also to reach out to those that need it. We've got mixtures of people that have been following Christ for 40 years because we need people that can equip people, that can, you know, we're called to make disciples of all nations, to preach the gospel to all creation. So, you know, we can't do that without experienced Christians. And then we have people that are brand new to Christ. We had a man at a service uh, two weeks ago, Accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. That was wonderful. We'd love to, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.